The ACC kickoff is this week, and that means more college football talk and previews. We're going to look at what position on Boston College needs to step up the most in 2022. I'm going to get into all the nuances and dive into a deep dive on this position on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so it is ACC kickoff week. I know we're all really excited to hear what Jeff Halfley has to say, Phil Dracovic. Josh DeBerry and Zay Flowers, they're all the representatives from Boston College heading to the the event. And as part of the ACC kickoff, you also get the media voting on their prediction for Boston College. And I'm recording this ahead of time, but I'm going to guess BC is probably like fourth or fifth in the ACC. I'm guessing in the ACC Atlantic. I'm guessing that's where they're going to put them. That's usually around the sweet spot of where the media thinks BC is going to land. And to be truthful... They haven't done enough to show that they deserve more than that, right? So I can't get mad about that. But you look at the team. You have Phil Dracovic, quarterback, who's going to be a first-round draft pick next year. Write that in your books. You've got Zay Flowers, who, no matter what pro football focus says, is a top wide receiver in the country. They had a top 25 listing of wide receivers in the country, and Zay Flowers didn't make that list. Thought that was completely absurd, but I'm not going to get a whole episode ranting about pro football focus. And... You have the third-ranked secondary coming back. So you have all these these strong points with BC, which leaves the question marks, right? We've talked at length about the offensive line. We know that there's a huge question mark with five returners. uh, No, uh, sorry, zero returners and five new starters at that position. What is the biggest group that needs to take that big jump, though? The the offensive line is not going to be their answer today because we don't even know what they're capable of doing. I can't say they're going to take a jump because I'm not sure what their ceiling is, what their like, what's their mistakes, what where do they struggle? I I don't know any of that because it's five guys other than Jack Conley who has played here or there that we really don't know much about. The group that is returning everybody that I think needs to take that next step. And I think it's someone a lot of you guys will also agree with is that defensive line. They go with that 4-3 defense. You have two defensive ends or edges, if you want to call them, and then two defensive tackles, a nose tackle and a defensive tackle. They have to play better. They they This is a group that last year was a liability at times. You know, you look at the stats and you can you can. Uh, kind of fudge it a little bit to make the defensive line look good. Like saying, hey, we had the fourth ranked or third ranked passing defense in the country. Yeah, you did. But is that because of the defensive line or is that because of the secondary? And I will die on that hill to say it was the secondary that did most of that because it is linked specifically with the pass rush, which was 92nd, I believe, in the country in uh, sacks last year. BC was not good 
at getting at the quarterback. They just could not do it consistently. And I think that is a major concern heading into next year. We're going to start with just the pass rush, right? When you look at that front four, who would you say is the best pass rusher on this defense? I mean, you may say Marcus Valdez. He's probably the most accomplished. But is he a um, a game changer? I don't think so. As I've said on this podcast before, Marcus Valdez, to me, is the perfect defensive end or edge two. Like, he's not the guy that you want to anchor your defense. But he's also not the guy that you can sleep on. He does make plays here or there. But I love him at like if you had a stud defensive end across from him. I think Valdez would be perfect for that. And for me, especially in that pass rush, that is the biggest question. You're playing against some of the best quarterbacks that this school has seen in years. The, the quarterback play this year in the ACC is going to be off the charts. You're getting guys like Malik Cunningham, Sam Hartman. You're getting a supposedly improved DJ Uyagagale from Clemson. So you're getting some of these Jordan Travis from from Florida State. You're getting good quarterback play out there. You need a defensive line to challenge that. And I I worry that if you can't get off the field, if your offense, a defense, can't get to the pass rusher, that is a major problem and a major flaw on this team. Now, that being said... There is talent on this roster. As I said, Marcus Valdez is not someone to be slept on. And I have said all along, I I need to see more from Sheeta Salah. You know, Salah has, is the bigger of the two defensive ends on this roster. But he hasn't been completely um, effective, I would say. And it's, I don't think that's an unfair thing to say about Sheeta Salah. He's now heading into his fourth year with Boston College, in which uh, he's played 40 games for the Eagles. And he has four and a half sacks. Four and a half sacks over four years. Ugh, that's not going to do it, folks. And especially when I'm telling you, you need a, a, a elite opportunity, an elite end across from Marcus Valdez or someone who can at least get to the quarterback. I just haven't seen it from Salah yet. You haven't seen him be that guy. Now, he could be. You know, I know he's been banged up a couple times and he's got the size. He's 6'5. He's huge. He's, you know, like six inches taller than Marcus Valdez. But. We have not seen him do it yet. So I have to be worried a little bit about what he does this year. Or the other option is, does Boston College, you know, cycle in more other, some of the other players? And I think that's where I'm kind of at. We're going to get into our second segment. Looking at some of these other players that BC could cycle in and out at defensive end, that could give a spark that is very much needed at the defensive end position. Now, as the sun comes up, and the small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a job, free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to 
faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I'm the editor and publisher of 247's Eagle Insider. Check out my work there. We're, we're looking at the defensive line, specifically right now the defensive end position. Um, and the big concerns about this group and what I what we need to see for this defense to be completely successful in 2022. Now, Marcus Valdez and Sheeta Salar are probably projected to be defensive end one and two. They're going to be the starters unless... Stuff happens during camp. And I think that is a fair um, option for Jeff Halfley to look into. And I, I would not be surprised in the least to see at least two to three other defensive ends jump in to play significant minutes in this upcoming season. And they, they're they guys that have been uh, recruited by Jeff Halfley, brought here uh, specifically because they fit his style of defense and Tem Lukabu's style of defense which is he wants speed out there. And you look at the size of some of these guys, they're a little bit smaller than what you might expect from a defensive end. But Halfley is banking on speed and power, right? And these guys all have it. I think all three of these uh, defensive ends or edges, if you want to call them that, because they can line up at often, uh, outside linebacker as well, can do a whole bunch of different things with their speed. And so the first name that you're going to want to look at is Donovan Azaraku. He is a guy I think is going to start to slide into that defense much more this year. You know, he played a lot in 2021 as a true freshman. He had played 10 games. He had 21 solo uh, total tackles, uh, 10 solo, 14 uh, assists. Or sorry, uh, that doesn't make sense. 14 tackles solo, 7 assists. Uh, my math was not lining up there. Uh, from New Jersey, this is a, re- uh, a sophomore. And he looked small, I have to say, in 2021. He was 6'2", and I think he was at like 220. But he's up, or 230. He's up up much more than that. Last time I saw him was at the spring game, and he looked bigger. And I think that's good. Because I I love Azaraku's speed. You don't want to take that away from him. But you also don't want him looking like a a safety playing at defensive end. Because he looks smaller out there. But... I, I love his upside, and I know the staff does too. Obviously, if you're throwing him out there to play this early, you have some faith in what he can do. And, you know, if he continues to build, he builds his muscles, he builds his size to go along with his speed, to go with his technique. I'm sure he's got technique work that he's going to do with Lokabu and defensive ends coach uh, Vince Ogabase. You're going to see a guy that I think could be really talented at the defensive end position and a guy that's going to push to get more snaps because if Salah is not getting to the quarterback and he's not getting to the running game because the running game uh, defense was not good either. Uh, As we saw last year, they got pushed around a lot. They finished 92nd in the country. So it's not just a pass rush issue. It's a, it's a running game issue. It's against mobile quarterbacks. They got a complete, completely overhaul a lot of this. If they're not seeing the results or the step up from Salah, you're going to want to get guys like Azaraku in there. You're going to want to see what he can do as an everyday starter. And I I don't expect, I should say this right now, I don't expect like Sheeta Salat to be just like removed or Marcus Valdez to lose his job. That's not going to happen, right? 
what I do expect to happen is more situational football, right? So if you're seeing Salah struggle against a, an offensive guard or tackle out there and they're not stopping things, uh, you know, like on, on the offense, you're going to see Azaraku out there. Or if Halfley sees a favorable matchup with more of a speedy defensive end, you throw Azaraku out there, boom, you've got your 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 moments there. And I love what Azaraku could produce. I, I see explosiveness out of him. But he's, you know, his, he's got a big upside to him. But the guy that I see, and I see star right away, and he played just a little bit, but we saw him make a huge play in 2021, is Nito Akpala from Georgia. Now, we have on the show talked a lot about how Jeff Halfley has gone out there and got track stars. And a lot of them are at wide receiver, cornerback. You see a lot of those, maybe a running back here or there. How about a defensive end that is a track star and one that is very good at it? Nito Akpala is 6'2", and I believe 240, so he's got the right size. And he has explosive written all over him. Now, if you want a guy that can get off the ball fast and get to the quarterback or the run ball, the, the ball carrier fast, I look at Akpala and go, he's the answer right there. Now, I have to say... Other than some practice footage, you don't get to see a ton of him because you don't. He hasn't played a ton for for BC yet. However, we did get to see a glimpse of what he could be for the Eagles against Clemson last year in Death Valley. Remember that game? That was the game where it, it was the first game where Dennis Grossell started to really struggle, and he could not move the ball at all. But BC's defense kept the Eagles in that game. And one of the the crucial plays was actually done by the special teams. I gotta give them credit. Akpala flew off the line of scrimmage and smack and blocked a punt. I mean, if you go back and you watch that play again, you will be amazed at how fast Nito Akpala came off that ball off that off that line. He exploded. And and now is that exactly what you're looking for from your defensive ends? Absolutely. You need a guy that can get off that ball and fly to the quarterback. Because over the last couple of years, I don't think it's been a technique issue per se, um, but it's just that little lack of explosiveness. How many plays have you watched and you're like, oh my gosh, Marcus Valdez had that quarterback. He was just like an inch off. Or 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 Sheeta Salah was just an inch off, or 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 um, you know some of the other guys that were just that that left a couple years ago. It seems like that's been the story for years. You need a guy that can fly and get to that quarterback, and I I think that's Akpala. Now we're gonna have to wait to see if there's other issues that might make it a little bit more harder for him to 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 get that explosiveness, whether it's strength or uh, you know his move set for getting past an offensive lineman. There's obviously more than just speed when you're talking about a defensive end. You need a you need the complete package. But man, when you're talking about raw talent and maybe the potential to be explosive, something Boston College has not had on the defensive end position since Zach Allen. You look at Nito Akpala and you say, there's our man right there. That is a man that could do that for us. And so he's another option. And I, I expect, he, he, you know, he was mostly special teams last year. I expect to see more of him in 2022. And another guy who, I, you know, I, I honestly say, you know, he, he showed up in some practice uh, reports and things like that. But he had a massive spring game and, and really stood out as like, okay, there's something there. 
is Ty Clemens, a uh, redshirt freshman from Alabama. So you got a New Jersey guy in Izaraku, a Georgia guy in Okpala, an Alabama guy in Clemens. Clemens had three sacks, I believe, in the spring game. And looked every bit the part of a, a starting defensive end. And I know a lot of it was against the seconds. But when you're desperate for talent on that defensive end position, when your sacks are so is, is not a part of your defense, is not something you can rely on, you need to start looking elsewhere on your roster to find maybe some sparks. And I said Akpala, Azaraku, those are both sparks. Those are guys that you can do that. Clemens has shown that he deserves it that he deserves at least a look come this summer. And I think, you know, I think that's a good thing. This is a good problem for BC to have right now. Because if Valdez or Shida Salah is not your answer, you now have at least three guys on your roster right now that I just named. And I'm sure Halfley and his staff might have other guys that I'm not even mentioning that could just jump right in and be... an an impact player or a guy that could grow into an impact player. Because again, the one caveat with all three of those guys, Azaraku, Salah, uh, sorry, um, Akpala and Clemens is they're all younger. They're redshirt freshmen, sophomores, things like that. So I think they're exciting. I think that they could help this offensive, uh, the defensive end position, take that next leap to get some pressure on the quarterback to stop the run attack because they need to get some they need to get some push up front and that is something that sorely lacked last year. And speaking of uh, push up front, in our final segment, I'm going to look in the middle of that defensive line. Let's dive into the the defensive tackle position and why I think this year they could return to a a, a more serviceable level than we saw them in 2021. Bet Online is your num- number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. At betonline.net, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports teams, including MMA, boxing, golf, and wrestling. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline. Where the game starts. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. Later this week, we're going to talk about Jeff Halfley. You know, we're entering year three, and I want to look at what his ceiling and his floor could be in his career as we start to get into his recruits playing more for the Eagles. So we talked in the first two segments about the defensive ends, and and this is more of a, a global talk about the defensive line and the struggles they had. As I said, they struggled against the pass, they struggled against the run last year, both in the 90s and both. They need to, if BC is going to be more than a 6-6 six and six or a 7-5 team, they're going to be a major part of, of that. They need to grow to become either comparable, like good, or just average. I mean, it, when you have talent like Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers on the other side of the ball, and you have a good secondary behind you, average is fine. Honestly, folks, I don't need this. You, if you're expecting... Uh, 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 the defense to go f- from you know pass rushing of ninety to ten, and if that's not, you're going to start complaining about it. I think you're you're setting yourself up to failure. You want to see them take a step forward. For me, hey, if if the if the defensive line can go from ninetieth in sacks to fiftieth, fifty fifty five in sacks, 
good step. That's average. That you can work with. It's not. It's not a liability. It's not a asset, but it's still. It's a. It's an improvement. I think that is what you want to see this year. You want to see this defensive line just take that step that they need to do. Now, the middle of the line last year was interesting because at the beginning of 2021, Chibuzian Wuka, who was projected to be the starting nose tackle, goes out with an Achilles injury. He's gone for the year. You rely on Chris Banks and uh, Cam Horsley and Isaiah Henderson to really anchor that defensive line. And for the most part, you know, you saw things here and there, but were they completely effective? I don't think so. You didn't see what you saw in 2020 when Onwuka and and Ram were really your, you know, and Horsley too, were your, your real center assets. Now, Ram is gone. TJ Ram is, I believe, in the CFL now. And you're going to have uh, Onwuka back, which is great. I, I, you know, when I talked about this offense, a defense is getting to a serviceable level. I think that's what Onwuka does well. He'll get you plays here and there. Is he su- uh, is he the next coming of BJ Raji? No. But is he serviceable? Is he a good is he a good defensive tackle? I think he's solid. I think that's what you get with Anuka. You're not going to get a guy that screws up a lot, but you're also not going to get a guy that changes the complete complexion of a game. He'll make plays here and there, but he won't do that. You're going to probably line him next to uh Cam Horsley who, again, has been the practice warrior for seems like three years now at summer, where every play is like, Cam Horsley does this, Cam Horsley does that, Cam Horsley does everything. I, I still need to see more out of Horsley in a uh, college football game. You know, he had 38 tackles last year and one and a half tackles for a, lo- for a loss. Now, as a defensive tackle, that's something you want to see more of. You can't go through a whole season with a one and a half tackles. Like if your job is to push in and get into the backfield to try to tackle a running back, you like just with just your strength should be able to do that more often than one and a half times in a game. I mean, in a season you have 12 times, 12 games where you can do that. So Horsley needs to be much more disruptive. And I think with Unwuka next to him, he will get that. But you're going to have to see some other guys step up too. And I think the big one to watch for this year is Chris Banks. Chris Banks is a transfer from uh, Temple. He played last year. He he um, you know he was more of a sporadic player for the Eagles, uh, but played in 12 games. He had 22 tackles. He had two and a half tackles for loss. Again. There's got to be something here with this defensive line. And this was what Unwuka brought to BC in 2020, is that ability to get some big plays. And honestly, Unwuka only had two and a half, but he also had some sacks in 2020. But you look back at what BC when BC's defense was playing better, what, what you saw out of the defensive tackle position. I go back to 2018, and you had two defensive tackles. You had Tana Carafa and uh, Ray Smith, excuse me. And they had eight and a half tackles for for loss for Tana Carafa and three for Ray Smith. That's 11 tackles for loss compared to, what did I just say, like three for the defensive tackle position last year. And that's in, in, in addition to Zach Allen and Wyatt Ray having 26 and a half tackles for loss. So you want to see the defensive line get the ball more. And I think you'll see Isaiah Henderson in there. You may see some of the freshmen too. I, I don't, or, or redshirt freshmen come in too. Guys like uh, Nigel Tate, um, 
Owen Stodmeyer. Those are two guys to watch for. But I need to see more of them at the practice this summer. I can't just go ahead and say they're going to play. Um, but those are some guys that I think should eventually get their spot with BC. Now, on tomorrow's show, on Wednesday's show, excuse me, we're going to get into Jeff Halfley, as I said. I'm going to talk a little bit about his future with the program, where his ceiling is, where his floor is, kind of look at his career so far with the Eagles. Thank you all for listening. I am AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or on uh, YouTube. Find us at LockdownBC. Hit that subscribe button if you have not done so already. It is a huge help. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you again soon.